This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. something a little special right now yeah the people that aren't vips don't normally get to hear this but if you are a decibel geek vip on patreon then you know you get torpedo dudes all the time we're always talking about kiss this is our side show that we do just for the vips it's our kiss podcast we always kind of dreamt of having a kiss podcast well this is it but if for no other reason but have an excuse to play that kick-ass theme song. We're bringing it to you for everybody. It's an episode of Torpedo Dudes. Of course, I'm Aaron Camaro. I love Kiss. I'm not afraid to admit it. And Chris Sinzak, well, he's in a state of flux, I think. <laughs> uh, you'll know when we get done with this. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to say, you know, if you haven't heard Torpedo Dudes before with that cool theme song, you know, if you're going to be a reputable Kiss podcast, you have to name your podcast after a song from Unmasked. Right, yeah, because, well, not even Unmasked. I mean, when we decided to do our sideshow, our Kiss podcast, it was like, okay, well, obviously you have to name it after a Kiss song. You know, that's what they all do. Right. And then you look and you go, oh, shit, they're all taken except right. for two torpedo girl and read my body <laughs> read my podcast and what a different podcast that would be you know yes it would like people would be upset and be like i can't i signed up for this sexy ass podcast and it's all about kiss in the 80s yeah not very sexy no so we are the torpedo dudes today so we hope everybody enjoys it you know it's i know it's been covered probably a million times by now and everybody's seen all the videos on youtube of the crazy weekend but you know here's something that was a lot of fun for me this weekend especially after saturday night because there was all kinds of our listeners at the Creatures Fest. So I got to meet all kinds of awesome people. And one of my favorite things to hear after Saturday night was somebody come up to me and go, Aaron, Aaron, what did you think of that? And just about to answer, they go, no, 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 wait, wait, don't tell me. I'd rather hear you tell Chris about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like I heard you said there were a lot of 
<clears throat> listeners of the show and also a lot of fellow podcasters there too. So that yeah. was my biggest, uh, you know, the, everybody talks about the FOMO fear of missing out. And, uh, just to get started, I, I didn't really have so much a fear of missing out as far as any of the performers and celebrities go. It was more about just hanging with some of the, the listeners and the podcasters. That was, I was more missing that than, than anything else. And, We'll see uh, after I review some what I was. So I'm the peanut gallery this week, and Aaron was the on the on the uh, on the ground person. So it'll we'll see if how different our perspectives are of what went down. Oh, I'm sure they're going to be very different, very very different because I don't know. It's just one of those things like when you're in the live experience and you're seeing something on stage. You know, you're excited to see it, and you're in the moment, so you don't pick up on any mistakes or anything going on. You're just fucking rocking you know and having a great time and then you go home watch the videos and then you can kind of pick them apart but in the moment mm -hmm. it's hard to do that right but yeah i i've watched that especially over the last day i, I kind of tried to catch up on a lot of what i missed and um but yeah so i've got a good feel for for what went down as far as watching it from a video and like you said it is different it's ob obviously and things do sound better when you're there but yeah so <laughs> Um, I guess you just want to hit the big broad strokes of, you know, I guess the headliners and stuff first. Or sure, what man. Yeah. So I guess what Friday night, which I mean, again, this was all too perfect for me because it's my birthday on Friday and in Nashville, the town that I live in, Ace Fraley and Peter Chris are getting on stage together that night. And I'm like, what? You know, how could I be so lucky that this is happening on my birthday. And not only that, but Enough's Enough and John Karabi are opening up for him. I mean, it's like a dream show for me. And then on top of it to be on my birthday, down there, man, knocking back some beers, man, that night, having a good time. Like I said, seeing so many awesome people and just having a blast, a super great time, man. So you come in, everybody's having a good time. You just kind of make your way in the hotel, pretty familiar with it. That's where Rockin' Pod was last year. No, 2019, actually. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 2019, man, they're all a blur. Everything's a blur to me. I must be getting old. But uh, <laughs> conventions, are, conventions in general are, are a blur <laughs> for sure, man. This one was a little nicer, man, because I didn't have to do anything. I wasn't responsible for nothing, you know, so I could just kind of kick back and just bullshit with people and enjoy the music. So my wife and I go down there. The first band that comes out is a band that I've never heard of before. They're called Core Rozik, I believe mm -hmm. is how it's pronounced. Pretty damn awesome, man, for a band that, you know, like I said, new to me, you know, never heard of them before. Pretty great to kick off the show because they got the spirit, man, the spirit of old yeah. school rock and roll, the stuff that we love, the stuff we talk about on Decibel Geek. If you're a fan of the same kind of stuff we love, there's no reason in the world not to check out Korazik, and that's spelled K-O-R-E. So if you want to look it up and check that out, yeah. they were awesome, man. They had some great songs. People were into them. Pretty cool way to kick it off. I was going to ask, you know, because that's I was I'm curious your take on that because you know there were several non Kiss bands that were involved yeah. with this, and uh, so I'm I was wondering because you know there's a lot of Kiss fans that 
Kiss is everything to them and other bands don't matter. So I didn't know what kind of a reception, especially a band like Korazic. I think they were the least known band that was on the bill. So did, but so they did have people show up and watch them. That's good. Yeah, because everybody was ready to go, man. They were ready to party. Cool thing was it started a little early. I like that. You know, that makes yeah. it tough sometimes to you know, go party like a kid again, you know, and stay out at a show till midnight. But we're out of there at like 1130. I think they shut it down. So not too bad. You know, I could handle it the first night <laughs> yeah after three days you're like i'm gonna die yeah after pounding beers all night i was feeling <laughs> no pain so korazic plays they're great everybody loves them pretty cool band i'm gonna check out more of their stuff then after that you got john karabi comes out and he does the acoustic set best thing about it he made fun of us yeah, the people way in the back, the poor people. He was picking on us for being poor. <laughs> so blame Vinnie Vincent. With that son of a gun, you know, he's he's so funny about it, you can't even get mad. <laughs> His uh, autobiography is coming out, I think, this week. Nice. That'll be a good yeah. read. All the stuff too juicy to spill in that Decibel Geek interview. I don't know. He seemed pretty open, yeah. especially after after several drinks with him. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So Karabi comes out, plays the hits, man. All the awesome stuff you love, man. That version he does of Hooligans Holiday is so cool. The way he slows mm-hmm. it down and grooves it up, man. I really love that. Yeah. And then another one of my all time favorites. Everybody knows I love him. Enough's enough comes out and plays. And you know what? I've seen Enough's Enough a lot of times over the years. And even going back to the Donnie V era, I know this sounds weird to say it, but man, they were on freaking fire that night. I mean, Enough's Enough was on the money. They were so good. That may have been the best Enough's Enough concert I've ever seen. Because, you know, by the time they hit the stage, we've been through, we've been through the opening act. We party with John Karabi a little bit. But now I think everybody's starting to feel it. And when you're just starting to feel that buzz kicking in at a good party, that's when Enough's Enough should always hit the stage. So they were in rare form, man. That band Chip's got now is so freaking good. So good. And they rocked the house, and everybody loved them, and it was great. And then Enough's Enough wraps up, and it's time for the main event. And I am so excited, so excited for what we're about to see. How drunk were you by the time Ace came on stage? You know, I don't think I was really hammered, but I had a good buzz on. I'll tell you yeah. that. I wasn't stumbling or nothing like that. I had a good buzz on. I was smiling, having a good time. But yeah, not hammered. Nothing like that. So we're all hanging out. We're kind of in the back. Same thing. Ace Frehley comes out. You know, here we go. The band's awesome, as always. Still, to this day, warms my heart to see Ryan and Jeremy in Ace Frehley's band. They got a new bass player who is fucking awesome, one of the MVPs of the entire weekend. Uh, shit, you're going to have to remind me of his name, though. Zach Throne. He's in Bruce's band. That's right, Zach Throne. He was played with Ace, played with Bruce, and even did a comedy set on Sunday. So, yeah, awesome guy, great singer. I guess he was an actor because he said that he... Uh, he says, I just want people to know that, you know, this was on Sunday on his set. I want people to know that I've been a rocker all along who also happened to do some acting. Not like right. some other people who became famous as actors and then decided they wanted to be rock stars. <clears throat> Johnny Depp. <laughs> we found the one person saying anything negative about Johnny Depp this week. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Man, that shit's all over the news. 
glad it's over. Yeah, Zach was uh, he was on a show called The Heights. It was like a Fox show about a, it was like a fictional show about a band, hmm. and uh, it was kind of in the it was for the nine hundred two one zero crowd. Okay. It was, was kind of corny, but, uh, I, but say, I do I'll remember have to check him that out. But on your recommendation, I don't think I will. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. It, it, we are not the demographic for that show. Trust. Even when we were young, we were not the demographic for that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See now with Ace on this particular occasion. Maybe not the best Ace Frehley concert I ever been to, you know, because I'm a little partial to that last one we all went to at the uh, what was that Basement East he played at? Uh, no, Marath- Marathon. Yeah, Marathon Music Works here in Nashville. I think that was the first time he played here with, and then he had Ryan, Jeremy, and Phil with him that night. Mm-hmm. And man, it's hard to top that night because he was so good. Well, I don't know. They were know- having some technical issues too, I guess. And I well, and I uh, from what I've seen of a lot of the headlining shows on here, um, I mean, you do have to, you can't expect a you know an arena style production in a hotel ballroom. There's only there's only so much you can do. I, the lighting looked very dim True. for a lot of it. Well, I and, guess uh, it, as a good uh, way to let you know how it was inside there, picture the big room at Rock and Pod, yeah, cut in half, and the stage in the backstage takes up half the room. So that's yeah, that was that. the setup, and then you had your uh, your platinum people right up front, and then most people were in the middle section, and then and way in the back the people that John Karabi makes fun of for not having enough money. <laughs> that's We're saving us. our money for beer, John. That's right. Yeah, because we can barely afford them. Yeah, but not that. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I mean, you, I guess you have to. You kind of. A little, you have to temper expectations a little bit as far as the production goes. But although I, I'm, I am proud of what we put on with Rock and Pod. But it, it was, but yeah, I noticed the lighting was pretty dim, and I heard there were issues with monitors and stuff. But in, then again, Ace is notorious for not being happy with his monitor mix because right. I think he has well, you know, issues. And Ace is also you know. notorious for not showing up for sound check either. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard the, it didn't look like any water bottles got thrown at the in, at the sound guy this time. No, it so wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can make fun of Ace Frehley too a little bit. Yeah, but no, I was I, I, from what I saw. It's not, I mean, actually, I've watched uh, recent videos from his tour that he's doing, and he looked like he picked up the pace a little bit for this show compared to because he's been playing really slow the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so it this seemed more on tempo for what it needed to be to me. Maybe so he I, just felt like he needed to show the Catman what was up. Look at me, I still got it. There probably is still a little bit of that competition there. Yeah. But, so, you know, um, regardless of all that, anytime I see Ace Frehley live, I don't know, maybe it's just me. But it's always fucking awesome. Yeah. Never fails. And, it, well, and then and he got to read. The, I, the, it was cool to have, you know, people together on a stage yeah. for this thing. I thought that was cool. That was the, really cool. The, the quality may not have come off as well. But, like, and let me sidetrack just for a second here. So, because... Watching a lot of these videos, um, especially with Ace and Peter, and we'll get to Vinny because we're going to have a whole section on that. But um, I don't know. And even with Gene and Paul, and, you know, we went to that end of the road show and, and I, it just didn't quite, you know, do it for me like it, like they used to. And it's just and, it, and it's not really it's not their fault. It's It's kind of like. I think I've gotten to a different place with my fandom for Kiss. Um, I, you know, and these guys are getting older, so right. it's like. I've heard people talking about Peter's performance on Strange Ways, saying, "Well, God, you know, he's he's barely touching the kitten." It's like, hey, the guy had knee surgery, and he's how old now? Yeah. So it's like, 
you can't and he's not regularly playing shows right. um which that's going to seem like I'm giving him a pass when I'm going to I'm definitely not going to do that for Vinny but that's for a different reason um but I don't know it's just one of those things where for some of these events and you know and everybody that went to this thing I'm I'm glad the, the, the ones I've talked to for the most part have had fun. People there was a little nick you know, things here and there that people had issues with, but right. and I'm happy for that. But for me, I don't regret my decision not to go and it's why I skip a lot of heritage acts now. Um, because it's kinda like, you know, I won't I'm not going to the Motley Crew tour either. And it's like not because I hate them, but because I just want to keep the memories I have from the past. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, because, I mean, yeah. even with something like that, like, say, Motley Crue, for example, you know, good, bad, whatever, they're not going to be able to touch their best, you know, what they were in their prime. Sure. At, and nobody should no, expect them to By either. no means, by any distance, you know, it's going to be far, far away from that. So, I mean, if that's how you feel, then you say, I remember Motley Crue when they were awesome. Yeah. But then I also saw them that time when they were little old men, and that wasn't so great. Yeah, and it's it's just a personal choice where, you know, and, you know, like I wrote that article several weeks ago about, you know, saying, you know, like Bon Jovi can't go out there and hack it anymore and people like that. And But there's several older artists that still can hack it, yeah. and I still will go support them. It's not that I'm saying if you're an older artist, I won't support you, but... Um, but yeah, no, just, that's just my little comment on kind of overall with some of these performances over the weekend, but it, but it seemed, you know, if those there had a great time, then, then that's what matters. Man, I almost had a little tear in my eye when Peter Chris came out and was on stage with Ace Frehley. Yeah. And that's cool to see those two together on a stage, you know, because, you know, we all have the memories of the glory days. So of course it's cool to see those guys together. And then they sat down and fought with Ace's guitar for seemed like eternity. (laughs) Oh, really? And then, yeah, the acoustic, <laughs> they were having some trouble with it. But they pulled it off, man. It happened. So then they do Hard Luck Woman with Ace and the band playing acoustic and Peter singing it. And it was pretty cool. You know, it was pretty yeah. cool to see it. I'm not the hugest fan of that song. It was like, man, let's do some dirty living out here, huh? But they didn't do that. But what they. I was hoping he would have done that sometime during the week. Yeah. Yeah. I was really holding tight for that, you know for maybe Sunday night, but yeah. that didn't happen. But then, you know, as soon as they're done with Hard Luck Woman, then Peter gets up and, you know, he needs some help getting up in there, you know, but he gets in that drum kit and uh, they bust out Strange Ways. And that right. was amazing because, yeah. again, and here's the perfect example of what we talked about when we opened up the show about the difference in perception of being there and seeing it on YouTube is that there... I didn't hear any mistakes, you know, I didn't hear Peter Chris messing up the lyrics or nothing like that. I was just like, holy shit, you know, and my fists are up in the air and we're screaming along, you know, and it's, it's amazing. That's probably why I couldn't hear it because I was screaming too hard. (laughs) (laughs) You're caught up. I had the words right. So, you know, that's all I could hear. But I'll uh, do it for you. Yeah. What a a (laughs) moment though, you know, because you think, all right, Peter Chris, yeah, he does look like a little old man up there, you know, as they're helping lift him kind of into the Yeah, because he is. Because he is a little <laughs> old man, but he still sounds like the cat man of, of yesteryear when he sings. And because yeah. I guess Peter Chris always kind of sounded like a grumpy old guy, you know, so <laughs> it works for him. You know, it's it's held true. So you say 
Peter yeah. Chris never lost his voice, and he sure ain't using tapes because he's messing up the words. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and there's um, and we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to Vinny in a minute, but part of the Vinny complaint for a lot of people was this wasn't what was promised, and I got to give Ace a little bit of shit for this too because that was one of the things they promoted going up was. I guess they did some kind of poll for a couple of songs that Ace was supposed to play, like based on what fans were suggesting. And he didn't do either of them. So, well, they uh, must not have had the drum tracks. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Or Matt started. All right, all right. We can't jump so far ahead. You know, there's there's plenty of meat on the bone when we get to uh, Saturday night. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm going to critique equally on this because Ace didn't come through with his end of the bargain either. He should have played those two songs. Well, and I can tell you why when we get that far. So okay. I guess then, you know, that's it. That's going to kind of wrap up. I mean, but huh? I, I mean during I mean during Ace's set. Oh, during Ace's set. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what was he supposed to play? I think, I don't remember which one's won. I remember them putting the polls I'm out. I'm not playing Dark Light, Curly. No, I don't think Dark Light was in contention. I know What's on Your Mind, I think, was one of the ones that won. And I think Do You might have been the other one. But it was. Oh, man, what's on Your Mind would have been fucking killer to see live. It was all like solo stuff. Yeah. And, and it obviously, if I have one critique for Ace, it's it, it, these days it's more the set list than anything. It's like, quit doing all the Kiss songs. Do some of your own stuff. Yeah, for you know? sure. But yeah, I'd love that. That's the only thing that annoys that. me now. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he does like Rock Soldiers, and that's the only solo song he plays in his set. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah, there's so much other good stuff. I mean, Bust Out Space Invader, even. Yeah, I mean, he how many albums has he put out in the last 10 right. years? Right, and there's some, some of that stuff. quality songs on some of those albums. So, you know, there's he's got so much to choose from. I hate to see him falling into the same trap as Kiss, where it's like, well, you got to play Cold Gin. You know, oh, you got to play yeah. Deuce. You know, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to play Shock Me. They did play Rocket Ride. That was pretty fucking awesome. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I like that. did that one. So then, yeah, had an awesome time. I mean, yeah, plenty of awesome people. Talk about little nitpicky things. They had security set up where it was like serious security, like at an airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So like you walk in and you got to narrow down the line one at a time. And then you got to take all the shit out of your pockets and put it in what? a basket, just like at the airport. Oh my God. And, then, <laughs> and it sucks because it's like, then you got to, once you set your shit in that little bucket thing, then you got to step over to the guy with the wand and he, yeah, oh my and, yeah, god no, for real? you didn't know about this no okay, i did so not then, know about this so then you go to, oh my you go to the guy with the wand and he really checks you out like then you got to show him your belt buckle and everything you know why so then once you're cleared then you could then you can go back to the table and get your shit now at any time in between there anybody could have grabbed my basket with my wallet and my phone and you know my smokes and everything else in it and run off and i'd never seen it so I didn't like that. And the worst part about it is the bathrooms were further down than the security. So even if you had to take a piss, you'd have to get in line and go back through security just like at a fucking airport. What is the reason for all? I, I mean, obviously for Vinny's night, I can, I can imagine that because him being paranoid. But they did that for Friday, too. And Saturday and Sunday. That's, an, that's yeah. way over. That's Which, overkill. you know, I get it. I appreciate it. You know, but what a hassle. And I said to the guy, don't you think you could have had this set up further down, like just past the bathrooms? He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't know. He don't care. 
That's weird. Yeah. I, yeah, I've never seen that at like a festival convention thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was response to what just happened down in Texas or, you know, like you said, when, when Vinnie Vincent was going to be at Rockin' Pod that time, that was one of the things he wanted. So maybe they figured to, yeah. if you're going to do it for this guy, you got to well, do it for all of them because you could get no, sued wanted, because uh, you only did it for this guy. Well, he wanted two armed security guards in his own area of the room. That was what it was. Security but, like, guards he wasn't wearing, at- like, pink uniforms. Right. He wasn't wanting me to, like, have people patted down and wanded, yeah. though. That's kind of fucked yeah, up, was, but okay. It was, yeah, that was the only time I've ever been to any kind of concert event or anything like that that did that. I mean, they don't even they do don't that to you at Bridgestone. I was just going to say the same thing. I was like, I've gone to major arena shows, and I haven't had that done to no, me. Not even at the Weird. arena. Yeah, it was a huge hassle, but... I mean, okay. whatever. That was that's a small, small thing, you know. When they uh, when the, the, I I have to imagine at least one person that was getting pat, patted down had to have told the security guard that ain't no pistol. <laughs> <laughs> one person, the cop was probably like, if one probably more person things. fucking says that to me, <laughs> it's like what does that like mean? every other person is saying that. We'll talk more about the security guards in a minute. That's funny. <laughs> oh, really? So you didn't know about well, security guards? Oh, yeah. I okay, knew. Well, all right. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I know yeah, where yeah. you're going with this. All right. So Saturday let's night. let's wrap up Friday night then. It was my birthday. I got to spend my birthday with my wife, dancing with her to Enough's yeah. Enough and Ace Fraley. Can't beat that. Surrounded That's by awesome. awesome friends and fans and listeners of the show can't beat that you got enough snuff ace fraley peter chris i had a blast man a really good time on friday night that's awesome so then saturday did you get out there as early as possible or did you wait no actually i was working on editing the last episode of decibel geek in the morning and lost track of time a little bit and got down there right about noon that's devotion yeah i guess so thank you (laughs) so got down there about eh, maybe a little before 12 Mm-hmm. Run right into Joe Polo. He takes me in, shows me Sonny Pooney, and the podcast Rock City guys are set up over there. They got themselves a sweet spot. So you, it's in the dome part, the little dome right. part in the back. If yeah, I guess if you're not familiar with it, if you went to Rocket Pod, you probably remember it. But uh, yeah. so this little I saw a little bit of that little footage. domed room, and you go in there, and it's nothing but Kiss stuff. So I walk in, uh, say hi to them guys. I said, cool, man, I'm going to check out some of this stuff. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. So I walk up the aisle, and, uh, man, this thing catches my eye. It's the serpent from up on the stage. What is he, Sam the Serpent? Yeah, Sam T. Serpent. Sam T. I think serpent. Uh, yeah, that's uh, David uh, UD Replicas, I think, is the company name. Uh, there was, I'm not 100% sure. Well, there's two There was of two them. different ones in there, and that's well, what's funny, because I went down to the one. I went, like, walked in the door and went to my huh. left, and it leads to the corner of the stage, and there's somebody stuffed back in there, but that's where the serpent is, so I'm drawn to it, you know? I seen yeah. it first. So I'm drawn to it. I go right to it, and they got little lamp versions of it, man. I right. almost dropped money on those because they were so cool, but I was trying not to spend too much this weekend. I seen people drop thousands oh. of dollars at this thing. Well, I, I've got a little bit of a funny backstory about the with the whole two, two serpent vendor thing. Okay, so let me, yeah, so yeah. I get down there, and I don't know the dude, but he starts, like, telling me all about how they got separated 
and one's on one uh, side of the room, yeah, and one's yes, on the other I, side of the room. I know about the whole feud between and them. And they'd better behave <laughs> themselves. And he's telling me this whole story. I don't even know this guy, but I'm just like admiring his stuff, you know? He's yeah. got this badass Vinnie Vincent vest back there. Uh-huh. Why didn't somebody loan that out on Saturday night? I don't know. It was hanging there on the wall all day long, along with all these other cool Kiss replica things, and pretty awesome. But that guy was mad, and he's letting me oh, yeah. know all about it. And I'm like, "Oh That's man, funny. dude, yeah, well, whatever." But I gotta, I gotta go, you know. <laughs> they, those two have been feuding for like years. Oh, I bet. And and I think the guy you talked to, I'm not gonna mention his name because I don't want to bring it up. But I, I've met him before, and he's out of Kentucky, and. He, but like I, I get the from what I've seen, um, it was more of him attacking David from Canada um, over his stuff. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, mine are better than yours. Sure, no, mine are better than yeah, yours. And, sure, because they're both so fucking good at it. You know, they they yeah. both have amazing things. They both got the serpents. You know, there I didn't notice that until and I costumes. made my way around. I was like, oh wow, there's two of them here, and bunch yeah. more costumes. I couldn't believe when they when when I noticed that both of them were going to be at the same event because I was like I can't believe those two are going to be in the same room together. Yeah, it's that not that big me. of a room. They can actually like give each other evil stares from across it. <laughs> I'm sure they did. They probably did. <laughs> uh, this is why you have to love the Kiss world. Yeah. There's all these little subsections of of cliques and feuds. It's funny as you well. know. And in reality, you know they probably <laughs> respect each other and admire each other's work. But it's such a you know cutthroat thing like if you want a real deal replica you're going to go to one of these two guys you know well, but they probably deep down <laughs> respect each other it's a love hate uh, I don't thing. know about that <laughs> or at least respect know. each other's work yeah I would hope so I mean, there's room for everybody I would think I tried to talk Dale the demon Torborg out of retirement oh, I did said you? man I know people here in Tennessee that would book your ass if you'd get back in the ring he's like I don't do it That'd no cool. more yeah, well, it'd be cool if he did do appearances. I here tried. I'd love to be the ring announcer for the Demon. Be great. Never got a, never got a fair shake. Yeah, never did. I loved it. That's why I told him. I said, you know, I was at that age where I was really watching wrestling every Monday night, and I love Nitro, and I love pro wrestling, and I love Kiss. So when you debuted, oh, <laughs> man, I had a new favorite guy to cheer for. <laughs> so, but not for very long. <laughs> yeah, and I used to watch his dad manage the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, that's right, because he's, yeah. yeah, he's got baseball in his career, too. That guy's done yeah. like personal training for baseball players. And teams, you know, so mm-hmm. I think he must have been a decent player at one time, too. Yeah, I think he he played in the majors for a little yeah. while. But, yeah, his dad, Jeff, managed several teams, White Sox, Mets, and a couple others, I think. Right on. Super cool guy. Uh, what yeah. else? All kinds of awesome Kiss stuff that I can't afford. I find these crazy bootleg <laughs> CDs, and I'm drooling on them. I want to take each one of them home, and they're right. 50 bucks a piece. Yeah. But they're from Japan, I, you know, I get it. I understand, you know, it's not like you can just cruise on up to the Target and pick yourself up a copy of some crazy-ass bootleg with an awesome name and a cool-looking cover with just some show somewhere. Oh, yeah, some of the bootlegs, the packaging on them are, is outclasses the stuff Kiss puts out. There's some out, pretty which, I mean, cool bootleg covers in there. 
Now it's probably easier for them because they're just breaking laws and using people's copyright yeah. and stuff. Because you know, Kiss has to do it the right way. But yeah, I'm kind of surprised more of those bootleg companies don't get sued for for those products because they sell a lot of them too. Right. But what are they going to do? Show up at every little Kiss thing that people are selling stuff at? It didn't stop Gene and Paul before. Yeah, I can see Paul Stanley doing it. Stop right there, everybody. I'm going to need to inspect your merchandise. <laughs> that ain't no pistol. Before the doors can open. <laughs> <laughs> bootleg, 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 get it out of here. And I'll be taking a cut of everybody's profit today. Right. Yeah, you never know. But there was a lot of awesome stuff, man. So cool. Everybody's buying up all kinds of Kiss stuff. I got one thing. You know, people are spending thousands of dollars on meeting the bands, you know, which is cool. You got the money, you want to spend it on that. A memory, what's it worth? You know, a moment, what's it worth? That's up to the individual. Me, I got an Eric Carr patch for one of my jackets. Thought it was super cool. That's cool. But got to hang out with a lot of awesome people that day. Got to see all kinds of cool stuff. The show kicks off with Enough's Enough. They're back for a Saturday afternoon matinee in the expo area where they're playing their entire latest album which we just talked about on the radio sucks radio show just a few weeks back their new album hard rock night which is all beatles and beatlesque cover songs that they they make their own you know they rock these songs out so they're amazing songs to begin with these guys find yeah. a way to just make them kick ass and rock and and then get up on stage and deliver the goods two days in a row you know enough snuff knocks it out of the park as a matter of fact, I got to talk to each one of those guys throughout the weekend individually and uh, showed them. I said, I don't know if you guys know this, but we just featured you on the show. And I brought up the artwork for the episode for Radio Sucks with them on the cover of it. And uh, I was talking to uh, Tony and Danny, and they're like, no way. That's awesome. You know, they're so excited about it. You know, and I oh, got to cool. hang out and talk to them for a little bit. And, of course, I got to see Tori. That guy's always cool, man. He, he yeah. had a good weekend, man. That guy... If Ace Frehley and Bruce Kulick weren't at that show, he might be the guitar MVP of the weekend because he was slaying it, slaying it, Tori. Keep it up, brother. You're fucking awesome. So eventually I get to talk to Chip, and this is, I think, Saturday night when I run into Chip. And I just go up to him and I say, hey, Chip, what's up, brother? And he looks at me. What's up, brother? Yeah, he looks at me and goes, hey, brother, how you doing? And he looks at me I go, it's Aaron Camaro from Decibel Geek. And he goes, I love Decibel Geek. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So you just made my weekend. And I tell him, because I got my coolest round glasses on, I look at him, I tell him, Chip, Chip's enough. You're my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're talking, just bullshitting, and he's telling me how he loves the show. I was showing him the artwork for the show, and he thanked us for, you know, featuring the new album, talking about it. And this dude comes up and kind of gets in on the conversation. He goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know I've never heard of your band before tonight. I've never seen you live before. I never knew nothing about you, but you won me over. He goes, I'm a fan. And Chip goes, hey, that's awesome, man. You know, check it out. We got like 40 albums in our discography. And dude's like, what? (laughs) No way. And I said, yeah, man, if you listen to the Decibel Geek podcast, you'd have known about Enough's Enough a long time ago. He's like, what's that? And I said, do you listen to rock music podcasts? And he goes, yeah, I guess sometimes. And I whip him out one of them little flyers you made me, and I hand it to him, and I said, you ought to check it out. I said, if you're here because you're a Kiss fan, you're going to love Decibel Geek because you can become a 
VIP and get the Torpedo Dudes, the greatest oh, KISS man. podcast on Patreon. The Aaron Camaro is the greatest salesman for this show that I could ever hope for. It gets way better than that because I had help because as I'm telling this, telling them this, Chips Enough tells them, oh yeah, man, you really need to listen to Decibel Geek. They're the best podcast in the world. You need to check them out. So I got Chips Enough helping me pimp the show. <laughs> got to send Chip a check. Unsolicited, man. What a great Too guy. Funny. Yeah, I love that guy. All right, so then that brings us back to Saturday afternoon. Um, after Enough's Enough gets done killing it two times in two days, mm, mm-hmm. unmatchable. Then out comes the All-Star Jam, and they're playing all kinds of cool stuff. you got all kinds of cool people going up on stage. Uh, our friend Brandon Fields from the band Minefield, my number one album oh. of 2021, he's got a huge hand in this All-Star Jam, so you're getting to see all kinds of different people, but he's out there doing a lot of it. Uh, Brian Forsyth is playing, our friend from Kicks. I talked to him. I said, hey, we need to do an Albums Unleashed together. Pick the Kicks album or whatever and come on Mm -hmm. and talk to us because everybody loved him when he was on. And he's up there doing stuff. And uh, Tyson and Dakota Denman, they go up and they did Shy Boy, which we know if you were at Rockin' Pod how awesome that is when those guys get together and do that. Denman just rips that solo. There are people with their head to pick up their jaws after he was done playing that song. Yeah, I talked to him. He was, uh, we were all having beers before uh, the Rare Hair show the other night, and he was there. And I talked to him a little bit about that, and he's like, yeah, I got to break out Shy Boy again. I was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. did he? Yeah, he tears up. He didn't break it out. He broke it off, man. He, yeah, nailed it. Killed it again. Tyson, awesome as always. Tyson's got a big hand in the All-Star Jam. Got all kinds of different mm-hmm. people coming up and doing stuff. A lot of fun. And then another highlight of the weekend. Up next is Quarantine, and that's professional wrestler Chris Jericho's band, besides Fozzie, that he does that does 80s tribute to Kiss. Right. And he was great, man. Comes out with a chainmail thing with the cross on it, like old school Paul Stanley. He's out there rocking that thing, and partway through, he stops. He goes, you know, you think it's a really cool idea to wear the chainmail vest, you know, but then... It's chafing the hell out of my nipples. <laughs> that's probably why Paul only wore it for that one video. Yeah. yeah. That's like the only place you can get away with that outfit. <laughs> but man, the band is awesome. You got PJ Farley up there from uh mm-hmm. what Trickster? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he's killing it up there, singing all the background vocals. Jericho is funny as hell because he's reenacting all of Paul Stanley's stage raps from those days. So, for right. example, he's doing the one where he's talking about this girl came up to me and she says, where's the or where's Gene? And she goes, he's over there. And she says, that's the man with the tongue. You know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah. And so but he changed it and he goes and this girl comes up and she says, where's PJ Farley? And I said, he's right over there. And she says, mm, that's the man with the beanie. Because <laughs> he always wears that beanie hat. Yeah. And uh, so then, what is he going? He's like, That's, this is your baby. And let me tell you, people, that baby had the smallest beanie I ever seen. 
Oh, so he's doing, but then the rest of it was all pretty, you know, pretty straight to the Paul Stanley raps. And that stuff is so funny. You know, you, you think yeah. back to when you were a kid hearing it and be like, man, that Paul Stanley, he's so cool. All the cool stuff he says. And now you really listen back to it. You're an adult. It, it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Especially crazy. when Jericho's <laughs> doing it. You know, it's, it's super funny. But yeah. I mean, you know what? I got to give it up to those guys. They were, yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff that happened throughout this whole weekend, but quarantine was a definite high spot in the show, man. The whole All event, right. the whole weekend, those guys were amazing. I would love to see those guys do more shows together. If they ever do another one in Nashville, I'm going to make you go because it was a really good time. Oh, I yeah, I would go see that for sure because I love that they do all the 80s stuff. Yeah, it was cool, and it was fun, and you tell Jericho, you know, he's the real deal, so pretty awesome. So then after that's done, I'm just kind of hanging out with my friends, you know, bullshitting with people. And I run into a guy, and I'm not going to say his name, but he's a good friend of ours. He's been on the show before. He's somebody I love and respect and believe in. He made me a little nervous. He comes up and goes, hey, uh, just want to let you know, word is that they're changing the times for Vinnie Vincent and Ace and that thing. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, they're talking about switching it around so that they're gonna you know that happens first mm-hmm. and i go oh shit you know thanks for the heads up on that and he goes to be totally honest with you i bet you he doesn't go out there now this is somebody that's hanging out in the backstage area you know that's got all access to everything he's mm-hmm. and he's betting at around probably four <laughs> o'clock he's making the bet that it doesn't even happen i heard a few like, people that saying Vinny that doesn't show up like i don't know what he saw I can't speak to that, and of course, I won't say who saw, who who told me that. You'll tell me all fair. But then, <laughs> well, there was a there was a COVID rumor going around on Friday too. That's what he said. He said I I wouldn't be surprised, and my bet would be that he tells everybody he's got COVID. Yeah, I heard that one from a few people. And I said, wow, you know, I guess that's you know shit, you know. But he don't, <laughs> and he's betting that he will, but. That doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound promising. Right. So I go, oh shit. But I don't I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to run to the next guy and be like, oh, you know, did you hear? So I'm like, <laughs> I saw one person. I said, hey, just want to give you a hands up. You know, the time might change. You know, that mm-hmm. was one guy I knew that wouldn't also go telling everybody. Right. But then eventually I think there was an announcement made via email that confirmed that it was the times had changed. So now originally it was supposed to be Pretty Boy Floyd. Vixen, Vixen, and no. then after yeah. that was the Vinnie Vincent slash Holy Trinity, whatever they called it, right. of Kiss guitar players on stage. So now it's all switched around. Now it's going to be that first, then the other two bands. So, I mean, I had to really drag my wife out there to go. You know, I was like, <laughs> come on, please come with me. I was thinking, would Jamie really want to see him? That's why I said just to see, you know, just to see what happens, you know. We say we were there, you know, train wreck or otherwise, you know. Yeah. And so then she agrees to go. I'm going to admit when I go back to this show, I'm pretty tired from the night before. My wife really ain't feeling it, but she's kind of curious about what's going to happen. I'm feeling real yummy on the gummies from a special gift that was given to me by one of our geeks of the week that's a good friend of ours and uh yeah so i'm feeling pretty good this night and i'm not really drinking as a matter of fact i didn't drink at all the second night i was Mm. i was good i was just drinking water um so we're hanging out with joe polo 
and we're going, okay, well, we got all this time before the show. You know, we're just kind of hanging out. He's like, you got to get Chris down here. And I said, yeah, I can't, I can't get Chris down here. You know, we're sitting at a table outside of the dome, Jamie, him and myself. And uh, he's like, you got to, I said, he ain't, I've tried, I've tried every way possible. It's not going to happen, you know? Right. And he said, uh, I'll get him down here. I said, how are you going to do that? I'm going to text him right now. Well, I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. I'm going to tell him I'm going to have sex with him. Yeah. I was, and I, he sent that to me and I was like, I was like, I was like, A, I can't make it because I think, you know, it's also sold out. So it's like, there's no way I can get in. And I was like, B, um, making, <laughs> acting like sex is an incentive is a bad idea. It's not helping. I, the, I love Joe, but I'm not having sex with him. <laughs> yeah, because when he says that, I say, ooh, on the tank. <laughs> and then he added, <laughs> no, he, he said, in, in the tank. And then he laughed so hard, laughed so hard. I said, what? He said, in the tank. That's a double innuendo uh, <laughs> that joe polo man he is one cool dude i love every anytime i see him i know i'm gonna have a good time you know not to yeah. mention Stephen michael and his wife eric alberti and julie so many yeah. awesome people yeah so uh, yeah the, i laughed at that text i was like come on joe yeah. <laughs> coming down there i'll get him down here he says <laughs> yeah right yeah, he goes, I will have sex with you. Get down here now. I'm thinking, that really dissuades yeah. me from going. I'm sorry. Well, if I was thinking I was on the cusp, you just pushed me back off the ledge. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the visual, though. <laughs> okay, so then they start closing the doors from the far end, and they say, well, if you're coming in for the show tonight, you got to go around. And we go, okay. So we make a huge mistake. We come in, right. and we walk past the beginning of the line just to walk in because we don't think it's we don't realize it's a line so we walk in and we walk all the way to the back to turn around and realize this is a line <laughs> and so we ended up standing that line went from okay so you know where the doors were to get into rock and pod went mm -hmm. all the way up that hallway all the way down past where the bar and grill thing is down past all the places where you hang out, past the front door, past the check-in station, and damn near all the way down to the pool wow. was the line. And we walked all the way to the end of it, and we're like, oh, fuck. If we'd have just stayed where we were at, you know, we were fine. We were right there in the front, but we made a mistake. And then, and then you feel bad because now you can't go, well, we were up there, so let's just go back up there because now it's clearly a line and you're going to be a total asshole, even though you see yeah. everybody else doing it. I hate that about right. myself. I should be more of a devil and be like, I'm doing it too, but I don't. I'm the same yeah, way. Yeah, I don't, do, I don't do it. So we waited a long ass time, made it through security just in time to get shuffled into where we got to go. So there's three different sections, three different doors. I'm so far back in the line, I'm actually in front of the door that the... Uh, the middle class, we're the poor, the middle class go into this door, and then the rich mm -hmm. folks are at the very, very front. And then, so, like, you can hear <laughs> through the wall, you know, and it's like... That sounds better than what it was. We're standing out there, it's been a minute now, we've been standing out here for a long time, and, uh, and I'm hearing that, and I'm thinking, you know, is he... Are they back there playing, you know, Euphoria or whatever, guitars from hell or guitar Mageddon or something on a tape to make us think he's sound checking? Like, that's, <laughs> I was thinking that at that point, you know, and everybody's like, what's going on? I'm standing in line with E.T. 
That dude's awesome. I got to hang out with him quite a bit. Oh, E.T. Brown. I thought you were meant like literally E.T. Oh, no. I'm like, what? No, E.T. wasn't there. <laughs> I saw him at Rare Hair, too. E.T.? And Extraterrestrial? No, I saw E.T. Oh, Brown. Oh, that's that even but cooler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and he was, he was actually, he had his phone up during Rare Hair, and I pulled on his arm. I was like, no filming. <laughs> <laughs> he got a good put laugh a flash, out of that. Put a flashlight in it. <laughs> All right, that's coming. We're not even in the door yet. We're not even sure this is going to happen. The people behind us are talking about <laughs> how great it's going to be, whether it's him up there wailing or him up there going. <laughs> there are some funny, fun people we stood in oh, line with, even I, though I'm, as the minutes ticked away, people started getting a little angry. People were getting mad. Hey, that's what I heard. <laughs> there was the guys up at the middle class doors there was two security guards, and they had a crowd of people in front. So it's not a single file line; it's probably a right. line ten people wide. So it's like a mob that goes leads up to this door. Ours is way around the corner. We're far away from it. We're not worried about that. We're watching what's going on over here. So it's these two poor guys that got basically a mob in front of them that are ready to get in there and see Vinnie Vincent, you know. And they're telling them to call them down and stuff. And people are starting to get mad. And they're like, open the doors, you know. And you hear them and they're, you know. And it's like, what is happening, you know. And I'm, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, this shit's about to get canceled. He's, you know, going to say he fell off the stage or something. You know, there's, they're, or they're playing the tape to make us think he's actually there. You know, you, you think about these things when you're standing in line for way too long. The amount of scenarios that must have been passed back and forth between all of you imagine. must have been crazy. I wish I could have heard them all. <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, finally, the doors open for the middle class, and I can see them. So I'm trying to look inside. So now you can hear the guitar playing, uh-huh. and it's, you know, with all the weedly weedly stuff. And <laughs> I'm looking, I'm trying to see, you know, what it is. And all I can see is the very tip of a pink guitar. And I go, nah, he's not up on stage already, is he? That's weird. I didn't, it can't be. But now the line's moving. So then uh-huh. we get in there, and I'm looking up at the stage, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I look around at people. Oh, before we get in the door, there's a cop standing there, or a security guy go. No cameras, no phones. No cameras, no phones, you know? And so I go to there, and the second I get over, like, what the fuck with my own eyes, I look at the people around me, and there's one of two things going on. Other people with the same look on their face as me is, what the (laughs) fuck is this? And other people (laughs) holding up their phones, recording it. So I think, what the hell, you know, everybody's got their phones up and he's just up there, you know, just, I mean, and he's, he's ripping a solo, you know? And so I don't know. It's weird because I've never gone into a concert where they go, okay, everybody go. And the guy's already up there playing. Have you ever been to anything like that? No. I, I thought, I've heard he, that's what he's been doing at those SIR events. Like he, they would make everybody wait in the lobby while he soloed for 20 minutes and then lets them come in while he's playing. Maybe it's something to do with stage fright. I don't know. Or I guess, you know, building anticipation. I mean, if you look at it like that, like if you say, okay, here's what you do. You bring them in, you put them in line outside the, the venue. 
I'm yeah. in here playing already, so they can hear it. Mm. And they go, Yeah, I get I get the theatrics behind. You know, it, yeah, the theatrics, but, the yeah. drama building. Yeah. And then you make them wonder. You know, you make them wonder, are they gonna get in? Are they gonna see it? Am I gonna show? Can I play? You know, and then you throw open the doors and boom and boom, and there he is up on stage, you know. <laughs> so he's he's ripping and ripping and ripping, and I'm going, Wow, you know, he well, he can play, you know, he he can play, you know, so I give him that. So he's ripping uh-huh. the solo. It's pretty cool, you know. And then it's really kind of a shock thing, you know, because, like, I don't know. So it's different for me. Like you mentioned earlier that he uh-huh. was supposed to do something. I was completely yes. oblivious to this at the time. I didn't <laughs> even lucky. know what to expect. I, not this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's standing next to me. She's got a confused look on her face. She goes... Is that really him? Uh, and I go, I mean, yeah, I think so. And he's still soloing. Oh, it's Tommy Thayer. Still soloing. Yeah, Tommy Thayer. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in for anybody, any member of Kiss. All right. But, uh, and he keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. I mean, it's just like <laughs> forever <laughs> creeping up on like, I'm thinking, I'm looking at him like, it's been like 15 minutes. Uh-huh. I mean, his hands got to be fucking killing him right now. You know, who can solo straight like that for like 15 going on 20 minutes nonstop? And then he stops. And the crowd goes, yeah. Uh-huh. And he starts again. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's weird. And he keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And then he kind of goes into like this bluesy kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then he stops. <laughs> I love your guitar sound effects. And they cheer again. And he gets a smile uh-huh. on his face. He's like, I got something. Like, he just figured out, like, I got something now. So then he does another little thing and stops. Uh-huh. Same thing, cheer. Uh-huh. Then he does another little thing, stops, cheer. And then he goes back into rocking like he was before and just just dweedle, 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 <laughs> you know, away he goes. Oh, and so, like, when it's over, everybody cheers. And it's like, well, fuck, he can play. You know, there's no doubt about that. That's If that's really him, that's my wife was I, like, she was kind of hooked on the idea like, that could be anybody. You know, that could I, be anybody I, up there. He's far away. It's smoky. Uh, I have thoughts on his playing ability, but yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, he was playing. He was he was ripping. It's like... No, I'm like, not saying that he wasn't playing the guitar. Oh, yeah. So I, I have think, thoughts on how competent he is. I think that... Uh, Missy Rachel Chava, a good friend of ours, I think she said it best. Hi, my name is Vinnie Vincent, and this is a song I call All the Sounds a Guitar Can Make. Right. (laughs) 3,000 notes per minute. Got to give her credit for that. That's funny as hell. And he's just up there ripping. So then this dude comes out. And he's got like this leather kind of costume on. He's got the like big gold onk on his back. He's got a beanie just like PJ Farley. And uh, he's <laughs> got a bass beanie. guitar. And he comes out and he goes, All right, you know, let's hear it for Vinnie Vincent. Let's hear it for Vinnie Vincent. And it's like, Okay, you know, who's this guy now? You know? And uh-huh. so then they're going to play some Kiss songs. It's like, Okay, cool. You know, where's, you know, there's no where's drummer. The there's just <laughs> this guy and Vinny standing up there. And Vinny's on top of the tank, which the tank was pretty cool man i, I did think that the was tank cool. was yeah. pretty cool to be able to take something like that and shrink it down well maybe in that, those days that may have been the actual size of the tank when they're 
I don't know. I could not hard. have been cheap. But the tank was really cool looking. <clears throat> and so he, yeah. Vinny's up on top of it. This dude's got a way to run back and forth between the two. And I think they start out with I Love It Loud, I think was the yeah. first thing they did. And that was the first time that I was actually like, so it's weird because it comes on and it sounds like somebody just put in the CD in the back and hit play. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and like, I don't know if the dude playing bass is actually playing bass because I mean, I it's know. just a song playing in the background. Vinny's playing guitar. It sounds like because you can hear that over the song. Right. You can hear that over the song, and uh, and so he's playing along, and then he does like an extended solo on it, mm-hmm. and that was really good. It, I thought, I mean, I didn't <laughs> listen back to it afterwards, but in the moment, like he did the solo pretty spot on, and then he did a second solo behind it, and I liked that. I thought it was really cool. It sounded good, but it's still weird because it just like sounds like somebody hit play on the CD player. You hear Gene's vocals and everything. And then I think after that, they did War Machine. I want to say uh yeah that's when bruce came up and okay so then i guess was it when all the people came on stage what song was that that was for i love it loud I'm okay like. so that was for this first song so then i see like rosie and that yeah. dude jay on one uh-huh. side along with some other people and then i yeah, see on I the other know. side is like the promoter guy uh what's his mm-hmm. name neil neil yeah so neil and some other dude are on the other wing and it's like they're trying to get people into it and singing along, but that just added to the confusion of it all. <laughs> That's kind of like, what am I watching? <laughs> it really was. It was like, a, what the hell is going on here? You know, what is this? So then I guess after that's all done, then the dude, which I don't even know what his name, I don't, I don't know if he ever said his name, says, you know, know. Give it up for Vinnie Vincent, everybody, you know, and everybody cheers and stuff. And then I think he brings out Bruce. And then Bruce comes out, and the first thing I notice about Bruce is, like, he turns and looks up at Vinnie and starts laughing. What? It really? seemed like it. I don't know. You'd have to go back and watch the video if it shows when Bruce first comes out. It seems like he looks up and is like, you know, like that. I was way in the back in the poor section. I don't know. I could be mistaken, but that's what it kind of seemed like. But then he was, he seemed cordial with him and everything. All right. Well, Bruce is a good guy. So Ace comes out right next then, right? Yeah. Bruce did War Machine and then Ace came out and I, that's when they did okay. Deuce. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So then War Machine was pretty cool, I guess. Once they got it going. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a weird thing, but then, man, I love Ace Fraley. <laughs> Ace Frehley comes out and he's like he like fist bumps Vinny and stuff but Vinny's he's up on top of the tank and he's really got to get down there to fist bump anybody so he almost has to get down on his knees just to reach the guys and I'm looking at this now and so you got Vinny Vincent up on top of the tank you got Bruce Kulik and Ace Frehley down below in what world does that happen? I had the same thought. I was like, this is Vinny's fever dream come true. That's exactly <laughs> Or he's above the two other two. This guy yep. is living his best life right now. Because <laughs> he's looking down on the guys that for years everyone said were better than him. And they still are. So Ace Fraley, man, you know, 
Bruce chuckling Ace, I don't think he gives a shit. You know, he's just there. I'm going to come out here and rip these couple of songs and you pay me and I'll go make some more money signing autographs. Or exactly. So Ace comes out and I don't think Ace is not capable of not taking over any situation that involves having a guitar on stage. <laughs> so Ace just comes out and he wants to play. So then the song starts and then the drums stop. But they're having a problem with the CD player in the back getting the drum beats to come out <laughs> just that, how fucked up is it we're thinking oh there's a problem with the cd <laughs> at a live concert maybe they were using cassettes oh fuck they're in the cassette tapes eating yeah get a pencil <laughs> oh. but ace Frehley is the best he comes out and goes uh i can play anything all i need is a drummer <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard when he said that. It's like, yeah, he's the real deal. Give him a band. He'll go up there with a band and rip out a bunch of songs and be kick ass and not need all this copies of Creatures of the Night on CD to play in the background. He just wants to play rock and roll. But Ace Frehley can't help but take over any situation like this. So when they finally do get it rolling, he's just doing his own thing. And he's playing all the solos, and the other guys are just kind of playing rhythm. And it gets to the point where Ace is doing so much that it doesn't leave much for Bruce. Bruce gets some, you know. He gets they solo back and forth a little bit. But at this point, the odd man out is the dude on top of the tank. So he's kind of up there, and he's pointing at ace you know he's got the guitar he ain't strumming it he's pointing at ace and giving thumbs up and pointing at bruce and giving thumbs up and trying to get the crowd to cheer and stuff but ace fraley has just come out onto your special showcase and stole it and took it away from everybody and then when he's done he's like all right curly see ya and off he goes you know but him and him and bruce soloing back and forth while vinnie vincent hung out on top of a tank it's pretty badass to hear Ace and Bruce doing it like that. That was another cool thing I loved. So then I guess we watched all that, and that was over. And then Vinny Vincent was up on stage for a long time. It took him a minute to climb down off the top of the tank, though. <laughs> oh. All right. So you ready for my thoughts on this? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so you ignorance was bliss for you since you didn't know going in what they had promised he was going to do. So right. I'll, yeah, I only read that later, and I was like, oh, man, that yeah. would have been so much cooler, but then we'd have just been listening to the whole CD. Yeah, no shit. No, yeah, they were initially supposed to do the Creatures of the Night tour set list from Rio uh, in 83. That was, the, yeah. that was the initial promise. And then as time went on, then they're like, well, we're going to pivot now and uh, because we don't want Lick It Up being left out, so now it's going to be songs from Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up, and they're like hyping it up going, imagine how awesome it'd be to hear exciter and on the eighth day and songs like that and then yeah, um, it would have been cool and i know at one point they put a, fo- a photo up of neil and the other guy i can't remember his name uh, outside of a rehearsal room at sir and it had vinnie vincent band rehearsals on the sign outside the door and i'm thinking in hindsight i'm like what was that vinnie sitting with a boom box inside that room or something <laughs> but uh and that dude yeah bass player yeah, the bass player, but not. I, I, Do you, does anybody know who that is? I I didn't recognize him. I don't know who he is. Um, but I do know that I know that what I had heard through the grapevine was that he had tribute band guys on board to be the band. Yeah, and that they did do rehearsals, but then 
I guess one by one, he fired all of them. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, because that was kind of the joke that night was, you shouldn't have no problems finding a drummer in Nashville this weekend. Yeah. I mean, or or in that building. Exactly. (laughs) But but I have a, like, all right, so as far as uh, the shredding solo that went on for eons at the beginning. um, It was crazy. As you know, I'm really studied on his playing as I, was a giant fan for so many years so sure yeah let me be clear when i say yeah he can do a few little tricks here and there that he used to do but it's very 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 sloppy compared to those days i mean i never thought i would hear him play and it would make speedball jam sound great and this does that um I don't, I didn't, I was not impressed with it. One of our friends who, you know, went to one of the SIR things, you know, I agree with his review where it's, he's moving the right hand really fast and he's trying to catch up with his left hand. Hmm. And that's what it came off sounding to me. There was little hints here and there of the old days. And I don't doubt that he could get back to that level. But from what I saw from this, I don't think he's put in the time that he says he's put in on his playing. I really don't. Um, But either way, but also, if you want, even if it was great, um, why do you need twenty minutes of that? Well, he if he you know he could have done that and he could have done that in less than two minutes and then moved on to song. And I had I had talked about that with the wife, and she brought up a good point actually when she said, "Isn't that doesn't he have to kind of do that? You know, for everybody this whole time that said he can't play, isn't that the move that you want to do right off the very bat?" And I said, you know, I guess, you know, if if I was in that same situation where, you know, everybody said, you know, you can't play guitar, you can't play guitar, but I really could. When the time finally came, I'd want to make a really bold statement right off the bat to show everybody in your face. I don't know that he did that, though. And also, I mean, like if you're if you're a fan and you've heard two minutes of that that accomplishes the same thing it's not like you're like oh well once he got to minute 17 that's when i was a believer again i mean it's not doesn't make sense but and like if i saw this on a message board like somebody said so like because of people are obviously there's the vinnie sycophants that are you know arguing well he showed he can do it again and then a lot of other people saying well no he can't need it didn't you know it was fast but it was it was sloppy and then, like one guy had a reverence of, and then because the guy was like, "You can't say that he that he that he that he wasn't playing." And he's like, "Well, but imagine somebody that gets into a car, they floor it, and they hit five cars in thirty seconds. Are they actually driving?" Yeah. I mean, you could say, "Yeah, they were technically driving, but they didn't drive well." Right. I mean, um, there was a guy I talked to after the show that said, "You know, I don't play guitar, but I feel like I could have done that." Yeah, and dude, and like I'm not a great guitar player but i mean i studied his playing a lot and i like i'm pretty confident in what i'm saying but also i know people that are guitar nerds to the extreme that are vinnie fans that love everything he did even the uh euphoria and all that guitar mageddon stuff and even they are like no this is bad this is not good i thought the double solo on i love it loud was pretty cool i think it could have been but it was just I don't know. He was just really all over the place. I didn't, and like there was a little bit more of a, yeah, I know it was kind of all over the place in the 80s, but there was still a consistency to it. But 
that's neither here nor there. But like, I, I, the thing that annoys me is people giving him a pass of, well, at least he showed up. And I'm like, that's the bar now? When your expectations are so low, you know, and that's kind of like walking into it live, you know, what did I expect? Well, I didn't expect the Creatures of the Night thing because I didn't know about it. But even if I had known about it, I don't think I'd expected it. You know, so your expectations are he's not going to show, you know. But how bad is it that that's where, where he's at? Well, yeah, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but the expectations <laughs> are so, so low that anything he does is a victory, <laughs> including showing up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I was in, in and then, all right, well, we got to get to the big thing, though, with the filming. I mean... Oh my God! Okay, so I, so when we come in, the security guard says, you know, no cameras, no phones. And I was like, what? You know, so we go in. Like I said, I look around, and there's people filming right off the bat. So you know, I kind of looking around, but I hadn't really filmed a whole lot, or really nothing. One little clip, I think I sent to you of Fozzie and sent to my brother. I mean, of quarantine, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't. I like to live the concert i like to be there be in the moment i don't like to film stuff yeah i'm that way too and so there's so many people filming it so i go well i don't care and then i think well maybe i should get a little picture you know so i snap a little picture of them up there and uh and then the security guards come out and they got flashlights so what they're doing is flashing the flashlight right at your camera so that whatever you're filming the light's gonna wreck it so I know one video I saw online that I saw, most of the video is a video of people's feet. But every once in a while, the camera creeps back up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a friend of ours that filmed that. I won't use his name right now, but yeah. I got another story for that, too, because a couple of friends of ours, a couple that we know and love, were so smart. She's in there filming. And the security guard takes her and makes her leave, takes her outside Big John Hart style wants her to open up her phone and delete it and show him that he, mm-hmm. she's deleting it. So she's going through the motions of getting the phone up and ready. And as she's doing it, she's actually sending it to her main man. <laughs> <laughs> and then once it's sent, she shows it to the security guard goes, delete. Are you happy? He goes, yep, you can go back in now. This is so fucking asinine. But to pull her out of the show and, you know, do that is like that guy was trying to be Big John Hart. You know, he's going to pull the film out of your phone it's unbelievable and you know that was a last minute thing that Vinny made neil go through with um because people that was one of the big questions for months on this thing was are people going to be able to film and he was yeah. always clear with yes they'll be able to film and then because yeah, that was happens. the thing too like with this was we talked about it before going in even it's like well you know he has to do something because there's going to be people out here filming it yeah. And then they make the announcement as you're walking in, you know, in any other normal situation, it would be the promoter coming out on stage and saying, hey, listen, everybody, you know, for the, the comfort of the artist and this and that or whatever, we're going to ask you, please, not to film. But when you're walking in and they're just going, no phones, no cameras, people are like, fuck you, you know, <laughs> and they go in and they're going to do it anyway, you know, so... I mean, and you can go on YouTube and look up Creatures Fest and Vinnie Vincent, and you'll see just how effective that was because there's plenty of videos out there. Oh, about dude! It. But I mean, I don't know if you heard about this, but I heard they, <clears throat> I heard at least two or three people they would they slapped their phones out of their hands and like 
one person had uh, like a crack put in his phone from this. Oh wow! No, I didn't see any of that. Well, and um, <laughs> well, one of our friends—I'll tell you off air—but one of our friends who, well, actually, he put it on his Facebook page. Tyson got tossed for taking photos. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've got an artist pass. You can't toss me out of here. Uh, yeah, they 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 kicked him out too, and then another girl that. Let me tell you uh, something. I'm friends with Dakota Denman. You can't tell me what to do. Right. But yeah, girl that we know, she uh, she got tossed out, and uh, they were telling her the whole spiel of, well, you can't go back in if you don't delete that. And she's like, well, after what I just heard, I think I'm good. And she oh. just stayed out. <laughs> yeah, really weird. Never in my life have I ever been into a concert situation like that. Well, and I don't think Neil should have worked with the guy to start with, and I've made that clear, but... You know, he's getting a lot of flack over the, you know, the filming thing. And then, like, he didn't play what he said he was going to play. But I, it, the, the filming thing, I think he he's he had to pick the lesser of two evils. It, you know, it was either go through with what he requested, because that had to have been all Vinny, because nobody else had that issue. No. Um, but um, it was either go through with it as it was or cancel his appearance. And let me uh, understate that, thank God... I decided not to go through with working with him. Yeah, because as we found out, you know, it's probably a situation of, okay, yeah, let's promise this, and I'll do that, and we'll get a band together, and then it falls apart, and it's like, well, I ain't going to do it. And the promoter's like, well, yeah, but that's my ass, you know? Yep. I don't care. Yeah, he's he's unreliable. No one should work with this guy. I don't know why anyone does. I really don't. And in what fucking world... Is Vinnie Vincent ever up on a pedestal above Ace Fraley? It's just not right. Well, this this was his best chance to do something of note, and uh, I think he blew it miserably. I, I, I he did nothing but he basically did nothing but back up people that don't like him. And uh, you know, yeah, he can play fast, but you, you can play as fast as you want, um, but it doesn't change the fact that you're a shyster and an asshole. Yeah, well, there you go. Other than that, I have no thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird thing, man. It was really strange. I've never been to a concert like that before. I didn't know what to expect. It sure wasn't what I got. Like I said, I thought some of it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty neat the way he would play a little bit and stop, and the fans would all cheer. I thought that was pretty cool. Like I said, I liked the solo in the one song, Mm -hmm. but I, I thought it was hilarious when Ace makes fun of him for not being able to play with a real drummer. That was a pretty good highlight. <laughs> Bruce kind of chuckling at him a little bit. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then Ace just coming out and taking shit over was really the highlight of it. Certainly a unique thing to experience. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's definitely it's notable for the fact that it happened, and all three of those guys were on a stage together. But man, what a what a train wreck for. Mm. And it, and I hate that it's such a blemish on what looked like was a pretty fun weekend for the rest of the stuff. Yeah, everything else was awesome. And that wasn't terrible because it was an experience. I wouldn't call it, it was a gr- that. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a great concert, but wow. I'd call it one hell of a crazy experience and what a wild thing to see. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. They got Vinnie Vincent jackets hanging in the expo center. Get don't don't make them wear like a black sweatsuit up there. <laughs> if you're gonna do all that, if you're gonna do the makeup, at least put on some kind of cool vest or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why he even bothered with the makeup. Here's Nobody something else, else I've always wondered. Why are young, pretty girls so attracted to the idea of Vinnie Vincent even now? 
I have no idea, and it's boggled me for years. Like, there's this, we're in line, and there's this young, pretty Brazilian girl, and this other chick that's with her, and they're just gaga over Vinnie Vincent, you know? And yeah. I see other young girls that are just like, like he's Cher, you know? I don't get it. <laughs> it's so weird to me. It's, it's, it is, there's a, Vinnie's like devoted hardcore fans. It's a, it's an interesting mix of people, I'll tell yeah. you. But I mean, you know, he showed up. <laughs> Yay! He was there. <laughs> he got so his then, participation trophy. <laughs> so then, after all that, that whole big brain, whatever happened to our brains, everybody that witnessed it kind of turned to gel after that. And I looked at the wife, and she's like, "I'm ready to go home." And I said, <laughs> "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> I think the the most common. Um, the most common reaction I saw from people I knew that were there that right after it happened was, I don't know what I just witnessed. Yeah, exactly. I think Joe Polo said, that's the best worst thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Well said. Yeah, I got to agree. So then I took the wife home and we relaxed for the rest of the evening. I really wanted to stick around and see Vixen and even pretty boy Floyd. I've never seen pretty boy Floyd, pretty boy Floyd live before. But we were all just kind of wiped out from the night before and everything, so we ended up missing that. But I came back the next day. Uh, let's see. I went by myself the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, went down there, hung out at the expo for a little bit. Let's see. What went on that day? Oh, yeah, the comedy show. Yeah. So you got Craig Gass, Courtney Cronin Dold. Uh, Izzy Presley, that Izzy Presley, man, that guy worries me sometimes. <laughs> He's like 1978 Ace Frehley, living on a 1985 Ace Frehley budget. Oh, man. That guy makes me sad because he's so cool and so awesome. But then the poor guy, he's up on stage telling the same jokes that he told on stage the night before, and everyone's going, didn't he just tell us these jokes last night? Everyone's Uh-oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> By the time everyone's just kind of chuckling about it, he's like, okay, Courtney Cronin Dole. <laughs> and man, she is so funny all the time, but I think this was her best set that I've personally ever seen. Oh, because cool. Because she was so fucking hilarious, man. She had everybody in that place just rolling, man. She was on fire. So good. That's awesome. She's just yeah, I- the best, man. I saw her and Craig at the wind down thing Friday, and they they both killed. It yeah, was, it was so yeah. much fun. They're so good. They work good together, man. They do. It's a good pairing. I like that. And then of course they got the uh, punchlines and backlines they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So for this, they've got Todd Kearns, who has been an all star all weekend long. Oh, I didn't mention on Saturday they actually minefield got together on stage for the first time ever because that album, as awesome as it was, was written in quarantine. For the first time ever, they got on stage and they did uh, Alone Together, and then they did All-American Man, and then they had Chip come up, and they did Paradise City. Awesome. So Todd Kearns, man, hats off to that guy. So he's done all kinds of stuff all through the weekend up to this point, and now he's up on stage, and he is funny as hell. So oh, yeah. good, man. I, you know, you think about that, what a cool concept that is, is take rock stars that have never done nothing like that before, have never gone up and performed stand-up comedy, 
and put them up there and make them do it. That guy looked like he was born doing that stuff. His jokes were funny. His delivery was money. He was all around probably the best one I've ever seen do it. Awesome. Because he was on it, man. So funny. And then, uh, damn it, what's his name again? The bass player from Bruce and Ace? Zach Throne. Zach Throne. Why can't I remember that? He needs a name tag when he's around I guess so. Everybody at this thing needed a name tag. That's one thing. I'll give over Rock and Pod over that anyway, any day. Freaking name tags. Everyone's like, ah, fucking Camaro blew me off. I don't know you. You got to tell me who you are. <laughs> I'm going to get my ass chewed for that tomorrow night. Or, I, well, whenever we do Friday Night Live, however this lines up, yeah. I'm going to get it because we saw, I saw Andrew probably about 100 times. And, uh, you see, yeah, that fucker rock starred me. And I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Kept looking at this dude going, why is he looking at me? You know, and he looks so familiar. Why, where do I know him from? Ah, whatever, you know. Here, it's my friend. <laughs> it's never met in person. Could have, but I guess, right. I don't know. But that's what's crazy about that whole weekend is there's so many people. You meet so many. It's, it's just like anyone, just like Rock and Pod, just like any other convention like that, like the one in Atlanta where it's all these KISS fans together in the same room. And it's just always a good time. No fights. You don't see nobody arguing. Everybody's getting along when they're there in person. They wait till they get home on their keyboards to fight with each other. Yep. So it was a good time. I come back the next day. They're doing all this cool stuff. The comedy show's awesome. Uh, Craig Gass kills it, as always. I can never get tired of hearing Gene Simmons and Kiss stories from that guy. No, me neither. And it's cool. He's back on Howard Stern now. Yeah, I've been listening. Which is pretty awesome, man. He deserves it. So the comedy show is great. Uh, The promoter comes out and thanks Courtney for offering to bring comedy to it and said it was a great idea. Everybody loved it. And then um, had a dude come out that was a veteran because it was Memorial Day and read this cool thing to us that was awesome about freedom. I like that. And then Brandon Fields comes back out and plays the national anthem on lead guitar. That oh, cool. dude, That dude is so good, man. Yeah, I love that, that guy. I wanted to hang out with him all weekend, but he was so busy. I probably seen him twice. Yeah. And then let's see. Then after that, we all go into the side room and they've got Sisters Doll kicking off the show. Now, I don't know if you know about this band, but this is yeah. a Peter Chris endorsed band from Australia. Yeah, I've seen some video of them from stuff that Peter's done with them. They're pretty fucking great, man. Yeah. I like really good. I really enjoyed it. Too. They did a Kiss cover. But you're never going to believe what one. What's up? They did a live version of King of Hearts. Oh, wow. And it was killer, man. It was really good, man. That'd be a good one for Bruce's band to pull out sometime. Yeah? Well, these guys did, and they said, I don't know if this song's ever been played live, but we're going to do it. I don't think it has. No, probably not. But they played it live, and they were awesome. So they play a few more songs, which are all really good. I like them all a lot. They sound like a great band. Young, good energy, good spirit. And then... The cat man's back. But he ain't here to rock. He's going to bring things down for a minute. So he gets up on stage in this poor band. They've been kicking ass and rocking so hard. And now, what do they do with the song off the solo album? Uh, 
Don't You Let Me Down. So they do Don't You Let Me Down, which that one was another one that almost put a little tear in my eye. I got to be honest, because it was so cool to see Peter Chris. I never got to see the Bad Boys of Kiss tour. The only time I ever seen Peter Chris was, you know, for the time in the late 90s when he was back right. with Kiss. Right. So I never ever seen him do a solo show ever. Right. And so this was my first time to ever see Peter Chris other than being the Catman in Kiss live and in concert. And mm -hmm. he's playing like he's playing a song off his solo album, you know, and it's like Think about that. Like, people bag on that solo album all the time. You know, it's the worst one, and it's the least Kiss-like, and those things are all true, you know, and there are some pretty clunky songs on that album that I'm not a big yeah. fan of, but this is one that not only is an amazing ballad, it's probably one of the best songs on his solo album, and he's doing it live, which who knows if that's ever happened before, and I'm seeing it, and like I said, it almost put a little tear in my eye because it was just a cool feeling to see him up there smiling and singing this song, you know. And then when he's done with that, he does a song called Words, which is that, if I'm not mistaken, is that the one that was written by Vinny? No, that was Tears. Oh, Tears. Okay, Tears, Words. Yeah, I guess I got them mixed up. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan of that song. I guess I didn't know it. But like uh, when he said he when he announced he was going to do it, like people got excited. So I don't know if it's like a rare song or something that's never been played or I can't even remember what record it's on. Yeah, I don't know what record it's I on think either. Think it's, it's think it's on Let Me Rock You, but I could be wrong. It's on one of them. I don't know. I thought it sounded okay. I was it was an, an interesting song to hear him pick. Yeah. So yeah. then I mean that was pretty cool, man. Yeah. Pretty cool. Peter put in a lot more stage time than I thought he was going. Yeah. To. Yeah, yeah. He, he put on more stage time throughout the weekend than Vinnie Vincent did in his whole wow. set. Brandon Fields put on more stage time than Vinnie Vincent did. Well, yeah, way more. More than just about everybody else <laughs> yeah, combined. So then that's all done, which was pretty great, man. I love it. I love seeing Peter Chris up there. It's so cool. And then it's time for Quiet Riot. Now, Quiet Riot was one that almost didn't make the show because they had flight problems trying to get to nashville but at the last minute it all pulled together and we got an email saying that they were in the house and they were going to be rocking but there wasn't going to be no sound check i guess there was people that got to maybe the rich people up front get to do sound checks but they weren't able to do theirs but when they came out and started playing fuck they don't need no sound check those guys got it down man they were so good like i i'm a big fan of jizzy pearl but I was never a huge fan of Quiet Riot. But when they're together, I love it. Rudy Sarzo's up there telling stories about Randy Rhodes. The guitar player's just ripping. The drummer, I mean, that's, it's an all-star band if you look at who's in Quiet Riot these days. And you know what? I expected a lot out of that, even though I'm not the biggest Quiet Riot fan. And they, like, more than delivered the goods. They were Quiet Riot was unfucking believably good. Yeah, I so heard that good. from s several people said that they were really impressive. Really impressive. So Jizzy Pearl comes out on stage like after the first song and says, "Hey everybody, you know all my years in rock and roll. I'm paraphrasing. I've never met Vinnie Vincent until just now." Mm -hmm. And then he says something about he, she, and how he's not good with pronouns. Oh wow. 
And half the crowd went, ooh, and the other half went, aww. He got a reaction. Yeah, he did. It was kind of funny. And I thought, that crazy-ass Jizzy Pearl, he, he would get up there and say some shit like that. Gotta love them, though. But, man, they yeah. delivered the goods so much. We're so fucking good, man. I can't wait to hear new Quiet Riot music. The only thing that was a bummer is they didn't have a merch table afterwards. Maybe, huh. I don't know if their stuff didn't make it or what, but... I've been dying to find a copy on CD of the Quiet Riot album 10 that features Jizzy Pearl on vocals. You can't find it anywhere. So I was hoping that maybe they'd have it at their merch table, but they didn't even have a merch table. Huh. Yeah, they, everything was last minute for them, yeah, it sounds like. So maybe not. So uh, Sisters Dolls out there in the lobby, and they've got a kind of a setup where they're taking pictures in front of a backdrop, and they had a lot of people lined up to meet them, which is cool. Oh, I like good. that because here's a young up-and-coming band that rocks. They totally fit in with all this other stuff going on this whole weekend, all the Kiss-type rock. And I see the older folks, the younger folks, and the, 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 the poor, rich, and the middle class are all lined up. <laughs> to spend a little time with Sisters Doll. So I like that, man. I like to see it. That's cool. And then what many said was hands down the best part of the entire weekend, Bruce Kulick's band. Yeah, and I knew it would be too. Yeah, they played Revenge all the way through and then Mm -hmm. some. Yeah. And it was amazing. Todd Kearns, again, unbelievable. Zach Thorne, amazing. You got... Brent back there on drums, unbeatable. And of course, the one and only legendary Bruce Kulick. After all the crazy hoopla all weekend with these Kiss guitarists, this guy, the quiet one, gets a chance to get up there and just show everybody what it's all about. And I tell you, when walking out of there, like almost everybody was saying, that was, the, I mean, Peter Chris was cool, all that, you know, Vinnie Vincent crazy shit. The other bands were all great, but Bruce's band. That was the best thing of the weekend. And I think a big part of it was the little break they took in the middle from side one before they jumped into side two on Revenge where the Catman came back out once again. Yeah. This time, he's going to rock. He's going to do Hooked on Rock and Roll, which, you know, everybody's speculating ahead of time, and I'm going, man, I hope they do Dirty Living. I hope they do Dirty Living. And it's <laughs> That's like, what they should have done. But it's with Bruce, so who knows what they're going to do. He can play anything, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, any choice of song, and I'm hoping for that. I thought, well, hell, maybe they'll do Black Diamond. You know, that would have been pretty cool, too. But mm-hmm. Hooked on Rock and Roll, shit, there's another one that he, I don't know that that's ever been done live in concert. I have no idea, but it, 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 at least they pulled out something kind of rare. And it was cool, and it was fun, and it's one of Peter Chris's more upbeat rocking songs, especially off that album. Right. And it was just great. Bruce playing the solo on it, so cool, man. That band singing backups and playing along, just perfect. Perfect all the way around. It was the greatest way, I think, of all the combinations, like even Ace and Peter, when they teamed up, and then when the team up between the three guitarists was pretty cool, I guess. But the team up with Bruce and Peter, something special about that because it's like it's it's historic, but from different times. You know, it's right. like different times merged for this. And what you got was pretty much Peter Chris's best performance of the entire weekend. 
That's awesome. It was so awesome. And then Peter comes out, does his thing, hits the road. They flip the album over, side two all the way through. Nice. But they do something really special. At the end, they go into Car Jam. But as they're doing Car Jam, it kind of segues into Sword in the Stone. Yeah, I heard they did that one. That's cool. Ah, so awesome. So it goes, it starts out as the one song, fades into the other song. This all happening live in front of our eyes, blowing our minds. And then in the end, it fades back into the end. Oh, cool. For the end of Car Jam. And then that was the end of the show. It was fucking awesome, man. Bruce Kulick. So good, man. Yeah, you can you can tell him and his band put a lot of time and thought into how they do their shows. That was another one that maybe put a little tear in my eye too that weekend was just watching Bruce play the solos off the songs off Revenge. Mm-hmm. Just man, swells my heart up. I love it. Well, yeah, I mean, like, and I know they were trying to kind of celebrate the whole Creatures era because it's. 40 years old now but uh you know this year is also the 30th year for anniversary for revenge so it's cool that he did that yeah pretty awesome so overall the weekend was cool man you know talk about hanging out with kiss fans hanging out with friends of the decibel geek podcast hanging out with fellow podcasters hanging out with rock stars hanging out with chips enough you know watching all these great bands i wish i could have met chris jericho but i never crossed paths with him you know thanks to everybody that came up and said hi to me and showed love for the show that we do if you like this it's kiss talk this is the torpedo dudes we do this show normally only for the paying customers not the belowers (laughs) see what you did there but the ones that love us the most and want to contribute over on patreon.com just go over there look up decibel geek you're going to find us on there there's all kinds of you know think about this we're like almost 500 episodes of the regular show but we've got all kinds of extra content over the years that is built up in our vip area on patreon we got the chris and aaron show of course the torpedo dudes and there's all kinds of other crazy stuff mixed in there you never know what you're gonna get that's right so yeah thanks i, I hope you guys enjoy the little you know torpedo dudes sneak preview or yeah, whatever torpedo and, uh, dudes for everyone and yeah and you know and enjoyed that you got a creatures fest review because nobody else did one. <laughs> not at least this timely anyway yeah exactly well no actually i think Stephen michael and sonny already beat us Oh, I'm sure there's probably 10 podcasts out there. Yeah, there is. I think there was a guy broadcasting from his car, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised. That I saw, yeah. It's like, Getting the scoop. Is that guy cutting a podcast out there in his car? That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, let's not talk about Vinny for a while, okay? Sounds good. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? 
Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.